1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Ryan Christie's charged by the Scottish FA for a grab on Alfredo Morelos Celtic say they'll defend their man and accuse the Rangers support of throwing objects and sickening chance And St Mirren lose defender Sean McLaughlin as he returns to parent club Hull City I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And it's the last Clyde One Super Scoreboard of the decade Gordon I tend to think we're going out with a bang Rather than a whimper of Sunday and the fallout from Sunday is anything to go by. So tonight, the three of us are going to grab this show by the calls. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that. that one up for us. It's going to rumble into next year. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, the hearing, I think, Monday the sixth quarter. Well, it certainly will, because next year's only six hours away. Yeah, exactly. And I'm <laughs> looking forward to. I'm looking forward to tonight as well. And I wish everybody a happy new year before we start. So anyway, yes, uh, the rumblings are still going on after Sunday's game. A lot of talking points, but at the end of the day, Rangers got their victory and thoroughly deserved it. As Roger Hanna says, it is the last Clyde One Super Scoreboard of the decade. So once we deal with today's news, we're going to be asking you for your footballing highlight of the decade. Looking for that single moment. Don't get general with us. Let's be really specific. That single moment. It could be something obvious, a cup final win, maybe even something a bit more sentimental, something a bit more out there outside the box. Your footballing highlight of the decade. And we'll do them after seven o'clock. But in the meantime, I think there's only one place to start. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB and Twitter. Get in touch. And let us know what is on your mind uh, Roger Hanna The reason that we are going to be Grabbing tonight's show by the calls Is because Ryan Christie has been served With a notice of complaint From the Scottish FA Following the game on Sunday uh, He's been charged with an alleged grab On Rangers striker Alfredo Morelos's groin area Call it what you will In the 60th minute of the game um, It would be a two game ban He was in a yellow card at the time And the hearing Will take place and then we'll find out this Monday the 6th of January is the hearing date So we'll find out what is to come of that uh, What do you make of it? Well it's conclusive proof Gordon That only a fool would predict the outcome of an old firm game I was on the Scottish Sun website at the weekend saying It'll be 1-1, I fancy a low key affair um, It couldn't have been anything more high key if that's a phrase um, The fallout is, even for this fixture, unprecedented Rangers statements yesterday the SFA notice of complaint today A response by Celtic later on this afternoon um, It has been like nothing I can remember For a long, 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 long time And that is right It will rumble on to Ryan Christie's appeal hearing in the 6th And it will rumble on long before The clubs don't have another league game I think to something like the 22nd of January This will rumble on and on and on And... Listen, for media guys, it's absolutely terrific It gives us loads of broadcast hours, loads of column inches in the paper I'm not sure it reflects brilliantly on Scottish football Yeah, I agree with that <clears throat> I've got to say, Gordon, I was at the game on Sunday uh, In terms of quality, I thought it was low-key I've got to admit that But in terms of excitement and what the the game brings I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought it was brilliant It had a lot of talking points but once again, once the game's finished, it just rumbles on about different aspects of different things that happened on the day. And sometimes, it's, it's, as Roger says, it, 
it sort of uh, darkens the clouds a little bit for our game because you look at that game and the people that were watching it all over the world. The place was packed out. Everybody was in. It was a it was a, a so exciting game to watch. <clears throat> and I've got to say, after it, then all the negatives come out, and I don't think it helps promote the game. But at the same time, Roger, we have a disciplinary procedure in place to address anything that the referee misses. And things that should be dealt with retrospectively And we're seeing the first stage of this process With Ryan Christie uh, We all saw the incident There's very little doubt It seems his hand goes t- towards that area Only Ryan Christie knows what his intentions were um, But ba- basically the, the compliance officer has seen fit to to take this one a, a stage further We've been a bit quiet on the retrospective disciplinary well, front we, this yeah, season we, we discussed that last Tuesday I was asking the SFA still, Did they still have a compliance officer well, They certainly appear to do today um, Celtic clearly feel a sense of grievance Was there not the, the opposite happened about this time last year Did, did Celtic not feel mm-hmm. Christie had been the victim Of a Morelos Similar Morelos challenge There was no notice of complaint then So it, it, it's been a quite remarkable fallout from our game I mean this is a game where There's been a penalty awarded The penalty's been saved there's been a goal There's been an equaliser That shouldn't have counted Because of a handball There's been a winner There's been the Morelos Christie clash Which has seen The retrospective Second yellow There's been a red card For Morelos And now We're in the I mean You can hardly get the words out There's a player From a third club Has lost his job Because of his antics Watching the game This is how bonkers This old firm mm. game's been What about the football Gordon What about the mm. actual football Because it is important There is a lot About it to like We've, We do have a title race On our hands A more exciting one Than many leagues Across Europe What about What happened on the pitch The, the, the way the teams played The way the teams performed Well I think Where I, it leaves us I, say, I said Gordon and, and It's not surprisingly That it wasn't a great deal of quality football, but it was exciting football. It was just what you expect from two teams. Rangers turning up there. I think the Rangers turned up there thinking, right, we cannot leave Glasgow here. We cannot leave the West End without... East End. Yeah, East End, sorry. Without at least a point, right? And they got the three points. And I said at half time. I always have the great saying when I'm at Celtic and Rangers, I can't see anybody beating them unless it's either or. And I was sitting there and I said here on Super Scoreboard at halftime, this is the day I had a feeling that the visiting team could leave with the three points. I thought, tactically, Rangers got it bang on. Me personally, and it's okay after the game, and it's only my opinion, only my opinion, I said it till I was blue in the face. I thought, Neil, I can totally understand why he went with Mikey Johnston, because it gives us this so-called balance, as they call it. Forrest on the right, Christian the number 10 where everybody was te- telling us where his best position is. Johnston on the left, great balance of the four. But what they forgot was Rangers flooded the middle of the park and dominated the game from there, Gordon. And I think that was a big mistake. Mikey Johnston's a terrific talent. He's played one game against Kluge since, and I'm not... Started one game. Yeah, started one game against Kluge since that Rangers uh, victory where he played very, very well. The boy took cramp after 68 minutes. I think Neil missed a trick. So it's a strange one as well, does because in the build-up to the game, I think in a number of callers to this show, Celtic fans on social media saying, we don't like Forrest on the left, we don't like Christie getting pushed over a little bit, coming in off the right-hand side. There's no balance to the team when in Cham's there. Get Forrest into his best position, get Christie into his best position, and get somebody on that left wing, even if it means in Cham's mm-hmm. not in the team. 
So when the teams were announced at half past 11 on Sunday morning don't think there was many Celtic supporters complaining about it 0141-951-1025 Gary's a Rangers fan He's from Newton Mearns And he's first up tonight Hi Gary Hi, good evening Thank you for taking my call And Happy New Year to all of you When it comes in a few hours Very kind Gary, same to you You too Gary um, Thank you can I, can I make two points? Um, obviously as a Rangers supporter Sunday was a, was a fantastic afternoon for Rangers I thought the team were absolutely brilliant and I don't want to sound bitter and I don't want to, but I have to say, I watched the game again today. I watched the whole game back today and sat there and made a list of all the refereeing decisions that, in my opinion, were just ridiculous. And I'm almost into double figures and I just wonder, I mean, I don't wish any harm on this guy. I don't want to petrol bomb his house or I don't want to steal, but I just want to make the point how is it possible that a guy can make 10 and 12 mistakes all against one team during the same 90-minute game? How is that possible, gentlemen? Well, in terms of things that were missed, we you certainly can't... I, I can't explain everything um, on Gary's list, Roger. Um, but the Ryan, the Ryan Christie one... Was missed by Kevin Clancy And that's why he's been issued with a notice of yeah, complaint today and, and, and to Some be, There are various circumstances in which that can't happen But on this occasion it has Yeah, and to be fair to Kevin Clancy Live, which is the only version that Kevin Clancy gets at it I didn't see the detail of the clash between Christie and Morelos So I wouldn't have issued a second yellow card at the time um, The Edward goal When you have the benefit of seeing it again Live you know, in, in real time or slowed down You can see it hits his hand Live, I couldn't have told you it's going in off his hand yeah, so Something we mentioned on, on Sunday as well Is that, that new interpretation of the handball rule Was really meant to be used along with VAR yes. And we've only got half of it we, yeah. We've got the new interpretation of the handball rule For attacking players and goal scoring opportunities But we don't have the VAR And, and, and it's a strange one because I watched watch match of the day on Saturday night And you see the Timo Pukki goal being disallowed by VAR and I, I was thinking to myself Imagine this is a goal scored by Odson Edward Or Alfredo Morelos Early the next day There would be hell to pay um, So we don't want VAR And then suddenly on Sunday there, There's the flip side of that A goal has been scored that shouldn't have counted Wouldn't have counted had we had VAR up here And now Rangers are banging the table Wanting VAR So overall Gordon, the Gary's not happy He's, he's made a list of Almost in double figures of incidents That he feels Kevin Clancy got wrong Yeah and he says it's all against uh, Rangers Because Gary's a Rangers supporter I know Gary very well So we'll probably have someone come on Saying well I watched the game And he's a Celtic supporter And he'll have a list of 10 or 12 Because it's quite easy to go and have a, a go at the referee I think that game Whether it's at Celtic Park Or at Ibrox Or at Hamden I think it's one of the hardest games to, to referee Gordon I really do And Roger's right when you're sitting there watching that at speed, then you can understand some of the decisions. It's very easy when we all get the benefit of sitting there watching it two and three times. Yes, handball, uh, you know, one or two decisions. Was Christie's a setting yellow? At the time, I'm sitting at Celtic Park. I didn't mm. look at that and think it's a setting mm. yellow card. I mean, if you watched it on, on television, you could... You could see it obviously But you're talking about Being inside the stadium Yeah at, 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 at real time the, the one I did wonder about I thought Bolingoli Was fortunate to escape yep. A second year like yep. that. I thought he could have gone That was that was one mm. that jumped out For me I have to say But the penalty that's given It's a penalty He's pulled his shirt 
You know, it, it's right. it's soft, but a soft-boiled egg still a boiled egg. Gary, when you mention things Kevin Clancy got wrong, do you include Alfredo Morelos' second booking within that, or, or is that one you don't have complaints about? Listen, definitely, no, definitely not. The decisions he gave against Rangers, I am not putting to question. I think that, unfortunately, Alfredo should have been sent off. I'm not questioning that. I do think it was a penalty for Celtic, but what, well, what I'm trying to say... and. I am not biased. I, you know, I have a season ticket for Rangers and I watch crazy decisions every week at Ibrox. I remember last year against St Mirren, one of the referees gave Rangers four penalties. I, I am not phoning to as a biased Rangers. I'm saying to you, right, he gave a penalty against Rangers for a tug, completely and utterly no problem with that. But there was another tug where Joe Aribo, you actually saw most of his jumper mm. being pulled down over his shoulder. It was exactly the same thing. He didn't give a penalty to Rangers for that. I think that was just, that was just at the start of the sequence of corners from which Cattage scored the goal. Gary got a point on that one. Yeah, I, th- I thought at the time. Uh, but again, you don't know if Kevin Clancy, that was a far more congested area in the six-yard line that Aribo was getting his shirt pulled and I think the ball then flew over and it was maybe the second or the, the third of the corners and it ended up Barisic's ball in Cantish put the header on the net so it could have been a penalty Was it, was it the very next corner? What Was it that incident that led to the I'm not sure it matters I'm just, I'm I'm just sure wondering I'm not sure it was I think yeah. it was maybe the first of the three corners I can't yeah, quite remember uh, also, uh, Has Gary got a point? You'll have seen it back Gordon Was it one you noticed at the yeah. time? Or again See, well, I, you, you were further away than Kevin Clancy mm, He must admit. I think I think referees leave themselves open with this Gordon If if you decide that the cottage one is apparently Then you've got to be consistent then mm-hmm. after do, it. Do, do you not think looking at Kevin Clancy's body language I think Kevin Clancy's told cottage before Listen, I'm watching you holding his shirt If you pull his shirt here it's a penalty Because he almost looked ready To give the penalty Almost of anticipation That Cattish was going to Pull his shirt again And also remember Gordon If he's got a hold of his shirt And he's pulling And the corner's not taken It's not a penalty kick Because yeah. the ball's not in yeah. play So you've got to time it right You see where Gary's frustrated then Because you, you mentioned the, con- the consistency of that Yeah uh, Even Gary's admitting He thinks it was a penalty Fine mm-hmm. No problem with it um, But the chances of referees Seeing every shirt pull in the box well, there's no chance of that, really. Alternatively, based on what we've seen. you stop pulling shirts. That's a good idea. Great suggestion. Thank you very much, Roger. That was Gary Newton Merns. Let's move swiftly on and speak to John in the East End. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not Hi, I'm not actually on East End. I'm actually on my way home from Elgin. Oh. Um, I'm on A9. Um, my point is, um, I'm a Celtic fan, as you probably know, right? And I don't have any complaints at all about the result. Rangers played Celtic after the part. They've done it for the last two games. How they've not learned anything for the cup final is beyond me, but that's another story. My complaint is, Alfredo Morelos was sent off, I don't know how many times last season. Not nice. just against Celtic, but Aberdeen, Aberdeen as well, right? Other teams. And he was he was up for it, and he got a ban, and he got was another, a suspension there ban as well, right? But now he's been sent off another two times and twice in the last three games. When is this guy going to calm down or whatever? It just seems like it's all the time. I've seen all sorts of betting flips and everything. Guys are not even betting on football. They're betting on Morelos getting sent off. I've got to say, John, uh, after the Motherwell game, I stood here and I, I defended him because I, th- I, I was saying that 
You know, this season he's he's looked a different player. He's not got involved in physical things to to put him into a situation when he gets sent off. He gets sent off in Motherwell for his second yellow for a celebration. I watch him in on Sunday, and the sad thing for me is he brings so much to Rangers table. I thought he played very well, caused Celtic's defence a lot of problems. You know, holding the ball up, getting the midfielder. His his link up play was good. One thing is missing. Obviously, the boy is desperate to to score against Celtic, and he's just not been able to achieve that. But he once again, at right at the end there, he does not need to do that, Gordon. <laughs> and you and you sometimes you, you've got to stop defending him. You know, you've got to say, look, it's time to wake up and smell the coffee. How many times he said it? I read today. He's got a three match ban. Now, as January, would Steven Gerrard look at thinking, I'm going to go and bring in a striker that I can depend on and, and put Morelis under a bit of pressure? Well, you wouldn't get one as good as him though, would you? Simple as that. But no, he no, but he left, just, he just left Morelis on the bench against Tibbs to, to try and give yeah. him a kick up the backside. Purely in terms of numbers, Daz, you could be right because if you remember, and John's correct about the red cards last season, the last red card... Ended with Morelos getting a four-game ban after the split. Now, it didn't matter to Rangers because the league had been lost mm-hmm. by that stage. And it was Arfield and Defoe played up front, I think, the last four games, including the win over Celtic at Ibrox. But can you imagine, he's already got a three-game ban for this second red card. If he gets another red card later in the season, be it against Celtic or Aberdeen or whoever, he's looking at another three or four-game ban. That could be the difference Roger, between Rangers you know winning I, the title and not winning the do title. Do you know how I can't defend him uh, for Sunday? He's on a yellow Now He knows The minute he dives He's off the pitch He put the referee In a position to say I need to send you off It's as simple as that He can't argue against that Do you know it should? He's actually You know Frimpong's done well To get back initially But he hasn't really Cleared the ball And Cham's there But he's actually got away From him in Cham Do you know Just turn around And try and shoot And score a goal? Uh, At the same time though John I mean You're a Celtic fan Why is the why are the suspensions not enough for you? Alfredo Morelos gets sent off against Motherwell. He was suspended. He's been sent off again. He'll be suspended for three games. But what what more is it you're wanting? Why is it why is it different because it's Alfredo Morelos? There is a process there to to punish players for getting sent off. What I was saying was, see everything that came that came from the game itself, or the instance of the guy before me mentioned the blunders by referees. Gestures getting made by certain players and all sorts of stuff like that. See the fact that Morelos getting sent off seems to have been just sort of brushed under the carpet. It's like it never happened. But everybody seems to be focused on all the other issues. Listen, John, it's strange, but, you know, if you look at the game, I know exactly what you mean. And, and it has almost been an afterthought I think probably because it happened so late in the game it and, and it wasn't impact the game. It didn't impact the game at all as, as Gordon says But but you're right If somebody said At 25 past 12 Tell you what boys Manelos is going to be sent off again You would have thought that would have been the headline of the day I think it just proves what a crazy game it's been That it's well down the pecking order of, of discussion points 0141 At Clyde SSB on Twitter We're going to hear from Celtic captain Scott Brown After, after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch via the traditional method on the phone, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Roscoe is on. He says, The tides of change are upon us. 
Sunday's game will be remembered for far more than a 2-1 victory for Rangers I guarantee the Clyde SSB team will look back at the end of the season And will be saying Sunday's game was the turning point It's over for Celtic, says Roscoe And uh, Duncan Campbell says I'd like to say Kevin Clancy had a shocker Morelos being sent off was an act of stupidity As for Ryan Christie, why didn't Kevin Clancy pick up on it at the time But thanks to the Scottish FA it has been noticed Demote him uh, says Duncan that, Campbell that, that Roscoe It's not Ross Wilson is it? Is it just a coincidence? Yeah I, I don't think it is ah, right, It's okay. another Roscoe That's okay uh, On Twitter at Clyde SSB We are on the phones uh, Let's hear from some of the guys involved on the pitch On Sunday Celtic captain Scott Brown says They need to work out how to play against Rangers again After admitting they've been second best in the last two meetings Confident though they will bounce back I think for us it's it's always tough No defeat Um we're in the same situation as, uh, as we were last year. Uh, we lost the game at Ibrox at uh, the same time, so no, it, it wasn't our best, our best performance. But the main thing is we're still top of the league. We've had a great run so far, but now it's similar to last year. We need to make sure that we bounce back after going to Dubai and working hard in pre-season and uh, coming back even fitter and stronger. Yeah, I think Rangers played quite well. They closed us down. We didn't uh, play as well as we possibly could have, but... Uh, I think we need to learn now because that's been two games in a row that they've probably outplayed us but it's all about how we come back now because the last time that happened we were over in uh, Dubai we had a proper pre-season and it's going to be similar similar for that for us we know what we need to do we know what we need to improve on and uh, we'll have a few days off before uh, meeting up in Dubai and uh, we'll figure out how we're going to play against Rangers the next time we'll, we'll bounce back and we've got a game against Partick Thistle as soon as we come back so uh, it's going to be hard for us but it's in the back of the mind and it was the exact same as last year but we need to make sure we come back with a great attitude and in a better place What do you make of that Gordon? That sounds like a man who isn't exactly hitting the panic button but he's mm. also not saying yeah it's fine there'll be nothing to worry about You know, th- this will be absolutely fine he acknowledges there that in the last two games on a performance level because we accept Celtic won the cup uh, there, there have been things for Scott Brown to be concerned about What I liked about it Gordon is yeah, I think it was very honest uh, he is right um, He admits that Rangers outplayed them In the last two games And they need to find a way Now to play against Rangers I just think that Rangers tactically Have got it spot on just now against Celtic And I think it's You look at Hamden And you look at the way Celtic lined up Elianusi wide Forrest on the other flank And Lewis Morgan through the middle Rangers played them off the park Because they dominated Midley Park Because they had extra men in the Midley Park going at Celtic Park on Sunday, once again, we go back to this balance that everybody keeps talking about, which I think is absolute nonsense. Forrest on the right, best position. Christie in the middle. Johnson on the left. Rangers overran them in the middle of the park, i.e. won the game. So I'd be very surprised the next time Rangers play Celtic at Ibrox and Neil Lennon pitches up there. That he goes with that same formation let's get, just, Sorry Roger Let's get the thoughts of Mark and Hamilton Because I think he's on a similar theme uh, To what we were just discussing there Mark what did you make of it What was the main thing you took away from the game? Just that Gordon's talking about there It's, it's not good enough We played the Rangers a couple of weeks ago In the, the final And the, the manager worries me That he didn't learn anything for that The same guys We've got a guy playing at left back Gordon I've, I've never seen anything like that in my life it's absolutely shocking that Neil Lennon thinks he's the number one left back at Celtic. The point that I was going to... His, his right foot in front, his left foot, he'll fall over. It's absolutely shocking. 
point I was going to make, Mark, actually, just before you called, was that I, I think Celtic are guilty of believing the return of Odson Edward would cure all the ills of Hamden. Edward didn't start the game at Hamden, came on, won the free kick, Julian scored, Celtic won the cup. Edward was back at the weekend. I thought Edward played well, but, the, you know, it, it's not just his return that was going to make all the big difference from a dismal Celtic display at Hamden to a much better display at Celtic Park. Edward needs other players to stand up and be counted. And on Sunday at Celtic Park, there were too few who stood up to be counted. And you're 100% correct about Bolingoli. Of the three left-backs available, I'd have picked him third behind Taylor and Hayes. Roger, sorry for picking up there. Did you see, yeah, in your opinion, because there's opinion, did you see you think Edward played well on Sunday? I thought, in a poor Celtic performance, I thought Edward was one of the better players. Mm. I would have had him better than Forrest, better than Christie, better than Johnson. Yeah, yeah, well, it wouldn't have been hard, but I don't think that... And I've got to give credit. Sometimes you look at it and say, well, Edward didn't... I don't think he played well. Personally, I don't think he played well. I, th- I thought his link-up play was poor, uh, running off the ball was poor, but I've got to give credit to the Rangers back four. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. The, um, I was worried about Katic and Golson in there against Edward, but they handled them absolutely brilliantly. Uh, so I don't think he played particularly well. Ball and golly is the one that's getting sort of a, the whipping boy. Yes, he had probably the poorest game since Fur Park. Remember the Fur Park one when everybody was really on his back? The boy after that <clears throat> showed a bit of strength and courage um, by starting to play well, Gordon. Cemented the, the left-back position, but I think that He's went back again when the Celtic fans' opinion because he was very poor at the weekend. Mark, what about that midfield? Is that is it just a is it a balance thing? Is it a personnel thing? Where's it going wrong? Well, a lad came on last night, Gordon. I think it was Alison. It was on, and I was listening to it, and he says the, the, the same thing. I've been thinking about Lewis Morgan, Mikey Johnson, Carl McGregor, James Forrest, Brian Christie. There's no one of these guys in there that can win a tackle apart from Scott Brown. None of them. They're weak. And that's if he keeps Glennon keeps playing that they guys it'll be Celtic with dropping points at Moby Rangers. They are a weak, See, weak midfield. The thing about the thing that I'm saying, right, Neil Lennon is far better tactically, far better manager than I'll ever be, Gordon. It's only opinions and that's what you're paid to do. But I looked at Celtic and I've watched them this season. In the last few games, take it take the two Aberdeen St Mirren when they played with the Encham, Forrest scores a great mm. goal, McGregor scores a great goal at St Mirren, the, the, the batter Aberdeen, they created 42 chances. 42 chances in two games, right? Neil Lennon comes out, tells everybody how great they're playing and how wonderful they are. He goes into the biggest game of the season and he brings in a guy who takes cramp after 68 minutes. And I'm not having a go at Mickey Johnston here because I think he's a terrific talent. I just think he got it wrong. Roger, where's the balance then between finding room for improvement, <clears throat> identifying things that, that need to be fixed, but also not overreacting? Um, Mark says, you know, the midfield is it's too weak. And I, I know he's basing it on those two games against Rangers, but I can almost hear the response from from certain Celtic fans or from Neil Lennon to say, well, this midfield wasn't that week when it won all those trophies in, yeah, in the lead up to and, this point. And, and I, I don't think Stephen Davis or Glenn Kamara are exactly hammer throwers either. You know, they're, they're more footballers than hatchet men, if you like. It was a poor Celtic performance. But I don't think there will be an overreaction. I don't think there'll be any panic. Neil Lennon and Scott Brown have both said as much. Um, Celtic, you know, everyone still has to remember 
have won the last 10 domestic trophies mainly with these players um, if Ryan Christie faces a ban Tom Rogic can come in I don't think you know Olivia and Cham will be left out again anytime soon because I felt they missed them if they want to bolster the midfield for the next Rangers game they've just given Nier Beaton a new three and a half year deal haven't mm. they so he's going to be hanging around as well so there are players there that Neil Lennon can fall back on I think he will sign a striker because for whatever reason Lee Griffiths isn't reaching the heights that he's reached in the past that was saw, seen again when he came on at the weekend um, and well, nobody's seen enough of bio have you so there'll be somebody coming in to take the heat off Edward a bit and I still think you know Simunovic is still out as well I just think he's a centre half short as well Well uh, thank you very much to Mark and Hamilton Let's hear from Nicola Katic Thankful for Alan McGregor's penalty save As you would imagine And he's been describing the belief They had going into the game on Sunday Feels amazing honestly To come here and win this place This moment When it's got between our Celtic Really small It's amazing And really proud I'm proud of my teammates And so happy for this win I think we show in a cup final that we can handle with Celtic and we have our plan of the game listen to the manager and what he wants and just come here and give everything with no fear because it's a tough place to come and play but we've done it almost it's referee's decision maybe yes maybe no but Alan McGregor done really good save me save the team and as I said Maybe yes, maybe no, but it's done. It's referee's decision, and uh, I I can't complain about that. I poke him a bit, but it's done. Steph is a Rangers fan from the East End. What's on your mind tonight, Steph? Hi there. Um, it was just to go over a point, uh, and I heard uh, Roger agreeing with your last caller, or one of your last callers, um, on talking about the, the, the full incident, sorry, talking about the, the Morelos incident. And then um, somebody saying, uh, I think it was um, one of your panel anyway, had spoken about as needing another striker. We've got the four there. Stevie G has brought back pride, respect and dignity to Rangers. And we've got a winning mentality. And there's absolutely no fear of Celtic. What do the panel think of that? Well, I do agree that he's brought back the winning mentality um, because... As I say, to go to Celtic Park, and you've you've really got to look at the situation. They, they turned up there in Sunday gone. In my opinion, if they had given Celtic an eight point gap, I thought that was a real, real hard, hard shift. They had to win the pressure or get a draw. A draw would have been a good result as well. They showed great character. I thought the way they went about their business. Uh, I think Hugh Keevans made a great point in the show. I was listening Did to. He? Him. Yeah, I, I've got to say, in all the years I've worked with you, at least he came out with one. He actually was watching it, and I, I thought the same. It looked like Cel- it looked like Rangers had more players on the pitch than Celtic. The way they 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 were organised, the way they pressed the game, the way they passed the ball about. I've just got to say, you've got to give the Rangers manager a lot of credit because he put he was a winner himself. And he put that in his players Because that was a big, big game for them And it was a big mm. pressure game for them Because they'd lost the cup final And everybody was saying Yeah, well Celtic didn't have Edward And we didn't play well We'll never play as bad as that again And Celtic didn't play that badly But Rangers just showed the courage to go there and get the victory And, and it's a strange one because 
after the first derby at Ibrox, he was outthought and outmaneuvered completely. Benny O'Lennon. But he's learned the lessons. You know, there was, I think it was five changes from the team that played the first one to the team that played at Celtic Park at the weekend. Yeah. You know, Ryan Kent was there, Morelos was there. Some of the guys were in slightly different positions. Um, he brought back Davis. We spoke in the show last I was going Tuesday. to say that, Roger. I think, I think looking at back in the game, because I gave, I, I, I gave uh, Davis man of the match. I thought he was absolutely terrific. I really did. It would have been very easy for the Rangers manager to say, do you know what? We're going well here. We're going to play the same team. Davis hasn't played for a right few weeks, so I'll put him on the bench if I need him. He made a big decision. Yeah. And that's what... You actually see a manager growing into the job. And he made a massive mm. decision to bring him back. And I'll tell you what, he was rewarded with that decision. But, but the point I was making, Steph, about the strikers, Morelos has got a three-game ban. If it's another red card, the ban will go up again. You know, Jermaine Defoe's... 37 or 38 What happens if Jermaine Defoe Gets a hamstring injury Or You know Some other knock Just in terms of numbers Nothing to do with quality Or anything like that Just in terms of numbers For me It would be a risk To go into the second half of the season With a title at stake With just Morelos and Defoe Perhaps you've got a point here Roger But um, right now Rangers are very very strong mentally and um, we nullified Celtic's creative players. Uh, Gordon's correct in saying that Steve Davis was outstanding. Um, we didn't give Celtic's uh, better players time to play, and you know, Forrest James Forrest was was non-existent. Um, Celtic are lost right at this moment in time. Rangers are the better team. There's no doubt about that, and it's been shown over the last two games. And Celtic have now got all to do. Rangers are back in a big, big way, and Celtic. Have to answer to that Just out of curiosity Steph How would you and Just in your mind How do you rate Rangers title credentials Are they Are they certainties Are they favourites Are they slight underdogs what, what sort of phrase Would you use to describe it At the moment Well at this moment in time I would I would say You know It's, it's an equal race We are the better team That's been shown over The, the last uh, Couple of games um, I wouldn't Put pressure on Rangers In saying that We're favourites um, but in the, the last showing, Celtic have now got it all to do. We've asked questions of Celtic in the last two games, and um, Celtic have got a lot of answering to do. What do you make of that? Because performance-wise, I don't think many would argue, but you, you would have to acknowledge <laughs> someone's right to reply and say Rangers have won one of the three meetings this season, and Celtic have won two. So you know, there's. Is worth bearing in mind. Yeah, I don't think I don't think. Listen, Rangers fans and everyone concerned with Rangers are quite right to be over the moon with what they're watching, the result on Sunday, everything, even their performance in the cup final. I totally go along with that, and they're quite right. Rangers are a different animal this season. The manager's got another, you know, bit of experience under his belt. I think tactically, he's starting to get decisions right, but you never write off a team. That's won so many trophies They're still sitting top of the league with two points Yes Rangers have got a game in hand They've got quality players in there Gordon And remember we've been at this scenario before last season And when Rangers come back for the break It all went wrong And it all went right for Celtic So as much as I think Steph's right there You don't put any pressure on Because you've got a good team That can obviously go and win more trophies Steph, good man Thank you very much for the call It's 0141 951 1025 It's the perfect time to call us We could be speaking to you next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'd love for you to give us a call So please do 01419511025 And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB A few people tweeting in uh, Scotty McCoo is one of them uh, TFRM Well that doesn't stand for something rude And I've just read it out But anyway uh, He's on and he says What's the thoughts on Brown's two yellow cards? What does the panel, and I use that term loosely of course, what do they think? Or will we not mention it? Well, it's been mentioned, TFRM. Um, this is this uh, clip, Roger, I'm sure you've seen it. It, it does certainly, I mean, it kind of looks like Kevin Clancy has shown Scott Brown a yellow card previous, uh, prior to, to when he actually gets his first yellow. So the accusation follows that the second one should have been an ordering off the Scottish FA of course say that well that, that simply didn't happen he was booked once and that was it problem being it's one of those debates where people just say well we, we don't believe that and you're, you're kind of stuck with people's perception against the official word which is that Scott Brown was booked once end of story well, we can only go by the official world we've asked the question of the SFA having seen this video footage the SFA say the referee's match report has been submitted Scott Brown was only booked once not twice therefore you know the, any ban just doesn't come into the equation yeah I think that is it there, there isn't unfortunately for, for, for us not much more to say at this moment in time 01419511025 let's speak to Tommy in Doncaster who's a Rangers fan hi Tommy Hi, lads. Good evening. All the best when it comes. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Right. Uh, I had a couple of points that I was phoning up about yesterday and couldn't get through, but I've added one to you, so I hope you bear with me. Now, I'll start with Gordon. I made this statement earlier that, oh, well, with a 10, you know, with a Rangers fan on that will tell us that 10 decisions are mine, the decisions went against them. And now we'll have a Celtic fan coming on saying, they're like 9, 10 decisions. No, Gordon, don't, don't give us that, son. Have a look at the game. Virtually every bad decision in the game was against Rangers, right? And if you want them listed, I would listen, but I'm not going to bore you with them. You can go and watch it and you'd see. Come off the fence, Gordon. The referee, total ineptitude. She'd never re- referee another Rangers Celtic game in his life. Who, played, who, would you, who would you have ref them instead, Tommy, just out of curiosity? If I was being honest, yeah. I would take any referee that, that, that could referee a game fairly. But just you know, not Kevin Clancy? That was, I mean, let, we'll, we'll no use the word cheat or anything like that. I just think he was totally where his depth with some of the decisions that he made. Some of the, I mean, when you get dragged back around the neck, when you've already had the booking and you don't get sent off, you don't even get spoke to. I mean, that is beyond belief. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I think you, you agreed with the, the ball and golly one, Roger. You said straight yeah, away he, he should have been sent off. That, that was the one. I thought ball and golly should have had two yellows and should have gone. Um, with the benefit of hindsight, and I didn't see it at the time, Celtic goal shouldn't have stood. It's gone in off Edward's hand, shouldn't have stood. But I didn't see it at the time, and I don't think Kevin Clancy saw it at the time. It's difficult to, to criticise the ref when I didn't see it at the time, Gordon. Um, and the linesman, if you see it that far side, the linesman's in the position, you're in the other half of the pitch, mm-hmm. long, long way away from it. So if we have VAR, it's not a goal. But we don't have VAR, so we just have to get on with it. Some of the decisions... Listen, the penalty for me was a penalty The red card for me was a red card The one that Stephen Gerrard complained about He wanted Julian sent off for a last man challenge I actually thought the first foul was Morelos on Julian But these, you know, these things, they're down to opinion 
I wouldn't like to referee an old fun game with everything that goes on and among it. Kevin Clancy's missed the Ryan Christie one as well. We've discovered today in the notice of complaint. So that's one that, you know, did go against Rangers on the pitch. I thought the ball and goalie one went against Rangers on the pitch. Very, very difficult game to referee. There are two league games left. Perhaps a Scottish Cup tie if they're drawn against each other left. Who's at the game so far? Bobby Madden and Kevin Clancy with the two league games. I would think the last two league games would probably be John Beaton and Willie Collum would be my it, guess. It, it doesn't matter who referees this game, God. It does not matter. You we, will, we, we get these you, you exact same pick, comments yeah, after every yeah, game. We, we get it all the time. Take bones in this, and, and the next game, I'll guarantee you, on the Tuesday night after the Sunday, we will have callers saying, this referee, whoever it is, whether it's Beaton, Willie Collum, whatever referees this game. Uh, should never ever referee another uh, well, Celtic Rangers Rangers. We will get the League Cup final. Both sets of supporters complained about the appointment, so they must be doing something right. If I just think it's a, it's a very difficult game, and the, the the pace of the game as well, and the atmosphere and everything. I don't think I always stick up for the referees because I think really deep down inside they work very hard and they try as best as they possibly can. Do they make mistakes? Can you pick holes in it? Of course you can. Mm. But you try refereeing that at that pace and you've got to make that split decision. Sometimes you get it wrong. And I don't like sticking up for you, but at least you are consistent on that, regardless of which team is involved. You're pretty consistent in cutting the refs a bit of slack. Uh, Tommy, what else did you take away from it? Yeah, well, what I, what I was mainly thought about, uh, if I could go through yesterday, was the, the improvement that we've made under Gerard and the backroom team. If you go back to the League Cup final, in the last 20 minutes, I think Celtic had five or six players go down the cramp. Now, whether that was a true situation or it was professionalism, I don't know. We've got a young Celtic boy in the game at the weekend after 68 minutes going down the cramp. Rangers were still running at 90 minutes. That backroom team and Craig Flanagan and his team in sports science are doing a terrific job with Rangers because we've got players in the middle of the park, up front and at the back. And I'll tell you, we Alfredo, Celtic, the Celtic fans hate him. Everybody hates him. But we love him because he's there. Gives us 100% in every game. He occupied the two central defenders. Didn't know what to do with him. He never scored again. Don't care. The boy is absolutely 100% on the park. Every game, we love him. And I just love the fact that Rangers are back on a level par with Celtic at the minute. What did you make of his sending off, Tommy? I thought his first booking was very, very soft. When you consider some of the challenges in the game, and he, get, he just taps Scott Brown who went down like a ton of bricks and he gets booked right away he's, he's sending off because he's already been booked he's legal yeah he's got to go off the park he's been silly he's took a dive but his first book was soft you know but we love the boy and he's getting chased out of Scottish football and that's a sin because the boy's a talent they two central defenders if they play against him the next game they won't be looking forward to it nobody looks forward to playing against them and you can, they can come up with Oh, 10 games, 12 games, he's never scored. We don't care. He scored 28 goals before the turn of the year, right? We're, he's got us virtually, if we win our game in hand, one point ahead of Celtic. I never thought we would be there for at least another two or three years. If, if, I, was a man, if I was a manager and I had Morelis, I, I'm, I, this is where I'm going to agree with Tommy. I wouldn't care if he didn't score against Celtic. I, w- I wouldn't judge that on that. He, he, he brings so much to the party. Um, I think he is a terrific uh, player He's a, a terrific finisher 
he seems to have this thing in the back of his mind when he plays against Celtic. He's desperate to put that ball in the back of net. Um, sometimes he tries too hard, Gordon, for me. Uh, will that come? Maybe. I don't know. But I wouldn't bother about that. It wouldn't be a concern of mine. As long as he stays on the pitch and he's he's doing what he, he, he does best. He's a terrific player, boy. You've got to say, where I will disagree with Tommy is, I don't think it's about fitness with Rangers and Celtic. I think both are as fit as each other. You can argue about Mikey Johnson and down with cramp after six to eight minutes. But Mikey Johnson's only played one full game in about three, three and a half months. Uh, so they have made improvements one million percent. They're looking a better team. They're looking confident. They go to Celtic Park. And they sort of, a, you know, they had this look about them that they believed for the first time they could walk away with the three points. They achieved that. But the proof will be in the pudding. They've still got to win a yeah, trophy. And regardless of what happens, the first point Tommy made there about the transformation under Gerrard, he's only been there 18 months. It's not that long ago that Rangers were ending a season that I'd seen them with Pedro Cascina and Graham Murphy. I think Jimmy Nicol ended the season as the manager. The transformation on the field, I think only Morelos, Tavernier and Jack from the Rangers players that won at Celtic Park at the weekend were there before Stephen Gerrard was. So the transformation in personnel... The transformation in results and the transformation in belief. It's not long ago Rangers were losing four and five every time they went to Celtic Park. That's how much general transformed things. Tommy and Doncaster, thank you very much for your thoughts. It's 01419511025. After the news, after Beat the Pundit, we're going to be looking for your footballing moment of the decade. As the decade comes to a close, the final Clyde One Super Scoreboard of the decade. Let's have a bit of fun. Let's be nice to each other. It's been quite a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An argumentative end to the year and the decade, Roger. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. it's quite. I, mean, I was just thinking earlier on, ten years ago, you you would just be out your teenage years. This would this would all mm-hmm. be ahead of you, Gordon. Yeah. Dad still had dark hair, and he still he'd still to get his first season ticket for Fir Park. But I was in here doing Super Scoreboard. I was doing the Scottish Sun. And I was covering a title race between Celtic and Rangers with Scott Brown oh, yeah. and Alan McGregor. So I'm the only one of the three of us that hasn't really aged over the past 10 years. Dad still had dark hair 10 months ago, for what it's worth. But anyway, your footballing <laughs> moment of the decade. And it can be big, small, something personal, something from left field. The floor really is yours. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. A bit late so accept my apologies But it is still Beat the Pundit time Imagine Imagine the bragging rights Of being the last Beat the Pundit winner Of the decade This would be the decade When Beat the Pundit started Of course Yeah And you could be the last winner This decade of Beat the Pundit Did we get the DL statistics Will we not promise statistics From the producer Producer Andy will look them up During the news It's 0141 951 1025 Your chance to be the final Beat the Pundit contestant Of the decade Call us before 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan As we move into the final hour Of Clyde One Super Scoreboard This decade What a journey it has been I'm sure you will agree And on that note We're looking for your Footballing highlight Of the decade Your footballing moment Let's be more specific Because obviously You can talk about the, the bigger picture But let, let's pick those up Those moments That stand out for you It doesn't even need to be Something that everyone Can relate to It could be a personal thing Maybe the first time You went to a game The first time you took Your kid along Whatever it may be Your footballing moment Of the decade Get your calls in And we'll do this first Beat 
the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Last beat the pundit of the decade, Willie is in Cardonald. How are you tonight, Willie? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Are you feeling that extra burden of pressure of being the last contestant this decade? Uh, not really. Good to that. If I get Roger Hanna, I think I will. <laughs> hey, 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 Willie. There's two in the studio, you know. <laughs> Would you like your statistics? Yeah. I, w- I was hoping that we could do the calendar year because the year's coming to a close. But producer Andy uh, doesn't have them to hand at the moment. But I can give you an update for the season. Go on in. What's your gut telling you? How many do you think you've played this season? I've I've played round about 23 <laughs> How many do you think you've won? 20 Played 25 Yep Won 22 <laughs> 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 Wally, so, hang up mate Hang up just in case you get me <laughs> What a record Wally It pains me to say it Wally But he's not as daft as he sounds right Let's toss the coin and see you, who you, it is you, you need to ask him what that is Percentage Yeah go on A big one <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till we get on to your footballing moment of the decade And you can't remember what a decade is So right, let's toss the coin first If it's heads it is Roger minus one We will discuss if he goes on to minus two in the new year Um and it is as well It's heads Sorry oh, Willie Good luck Willie um, But it's Roger minus one Up against Willie From Cardonald So I'm going to give Roger Some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way Willie He can't hear you He can't copy your answers So you've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Roger You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Thank you Yeah go for it What year did Gordon Strachan Join Celtic as manager? Uh, 2006 What English club Did Ian Durant play with? West Brom Which St Mirren player Has returned to Hull City Having been on loan in Paisley uh, Next question please How many managerial stints Did Ali McLeod have with Ayr uh, Two Which Rangers player Wears number 31 I would say it's uh, Barisic Which Welsh club Knocked Kilmarnock out Of the Europa League this season uh, Nomads Who did Hearts beat In the 2006 Scottish Cup final uh, I would say Okay, let's bring Roger back. Roger, can you oh, hear us? Oh, that was Boogie's Hogmanay party mix, Gordon. Are you happy with that? No, oh. it's what Hugh Keevans calls boom boom music. All oh, right, okay. Uh, same set of questions to you, though. Are you ready? Yeah. Right, okay, where are we? Uh, same set of questions. Your time starts now. In what year did Gordon Strachan join Celtic as manager? 2005. Which English club did Ian Durant play with? Everton. Which St Mirren player has returned to Hull City having been on loan in Paisley? Sean McLaughlin. How many managerial stints did Ali McLeod have with Ayr? Three. Which Rangers player wears number 31? Borna Barisic. Which Welsh club knocked Kilmarnock out of Europa League this season? Conus Key Nomads. Who did Hearts beat in the 2006 Scottish Cup final? Gretna. Which current Lowland League team beat Rangers 1-0 in the Scottish Cup during 1967? Berwick Rangers. Willie, how do you think that stacked up with your pre-match prediction? Oh, I think they're hammered. No problem. I think they're about 4-5-1 there. Gordon, I think, so. I think minus two is a serious possibility yeah, going into that, the new that, year. That's ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, there's not many I, I didn't get there. So, Willie, that was worth the phone call, mate. Oh, Willie, listen to him. It's easy for him to get confident when he was sitting there in the sidelines. What year did Gordon... It could have been worse I could have got Gordon You know what I mean <laughs> In what year did Gordon Strachan Join Celtic as manager It was 05 1-0 Roger Well that's your level Your minus one's wiped out uh, Which English club Did Ian Durant play with It was Everton Roger goes 1-0 up Sean McLaughlin Has returned to Hull From St Mirren 2-0 Has uh, well, Willie hung up At this time No he's still here <laughs> um, Ali McLeod Had three stints at air So it's 3-0 Roger <laughs> 
Willie got his act, Willie got his act together though because he knew the next one. He knew that Borna Barisic wore thirty one. He also knew Kona's key nomads knocked Komarnik out. Mm. Uh, unfortunately for him, so did Roger. Gretna beat uh, Hearts beat Gretna, I should say, in the two thousand and six final. And Berwick Rangers were the Lowland League team to beat Rangers in the sixty seven Scottish Cup. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven for Roger. And that's including his minus one So seven for Roger And a two for you Willie The decade ends as uh, Well as Beat the Pundit started Hardlines No problem Good man That was Willie Willie, Have a good new year In Cardonald Yes Willie All the best when it comes Minus two in the new year Yeah you've got to That's that's impressive for him I'll tell you what You'll probably be Number two In the pecking order Just behind you Yeah Tucked in Yeah Your footballing moment of the decade Gordon I've not got one. You not got one. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was torn in a dilemma before the show when you asked us what are the, they were going to be. He was torn between Motherwell reaching the Champions yeah. League and the Mushroom getting and We lost two and three. Nil. It was between that and the Mushroom getting ragdolled by Daniel Cusa, and you said, <laughs> <laughs> "Let's jog the memory, Roger. A decade that started with Rangers, champions of Scotland, a double winning season, Dundee United winning the Scottish Cup." Since then we've seen the likes of St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Inverness, Ross County, Hibs All win silverware Rangers financial meltdown leads to third division football Working the way back to the top flight Meeting Hibs and Hearts all along the way We've had playoff drama A pyramid system introduced which has brought new clubs into the league Sadly not much to write home about from the men's national team But the women reached major tournaments as the decade drew to a close And then Celtic of course enjoying the lion's share of success over the 10 years 18 trophies Leading to highs and lows in Europe What a decade it's been Yeah and, what, and one stands out for me Or two stand out for me Within two minutes of each other Lee Griffiths two free kicks for Scotland Against <laughs> England at Hamden mm, Unbelievable Fantastic um, It's such a pity Harry Kane had to spoil it A moment or two later But just captured in microcosm If you could take that two minutes Between the two free mm. kicks that's everything good about Scottish football. It's that, the that players, moment, isn't it? it's the fans, it's Hamden, it's the old enemy. It was fantastic. We've not had a lot to cheer about, as you see, with the men's national team since 1998. Fingers crossed Steve Clark can end that in 2020 and we can get through to the Euro finals. But mm. for this decade, let's cling to those two league graphics. I have to kicks. agree with you. See, when the second one hit the back of the net, if you're talking about just that precise yeah. moment, trying to bottle that feeling, oh my God. Goodness, Gordon. Is that your best moment, Gordon, as well? I hadn't actually thought about it until Roger mentioned it because you had me on to something else. I went to Athens when Motherwell played away, Panathinaikos. I went, I did. Um, Was it 3 0? So, but if you're looking for a specific moment, what would the moment be? I don't know, kick off because <laughs> it sort of went a bit yeah. downhill after well, that. Well, for you guys, um, was, it, was it not Craig Reid scoring the goal in the last yes. minute of Pitodry? We'll oh, take that as well. Yeah, good one. It took Motherwell there to begin with. You should have seen even how excited Alex Ray got that day. That just shows you that. You know what football does to you That he doesn't like Aberdeen No not so much that But just what football does to you How Whether you've got any affiliation To the team or not Just a a moment like that So exciting Um, It's safe to to say You got a bit carried away So listen There is no right or wrong answer to this This is about you This is your Personal Footballing moment Of the decade It might be something We're not even aware of It might be The first time You went to See your team It might be the first time You managed to take a family member Maybe even the last time You got to go to a game With a family member Anything at all Your footballing moment Of the decade Let's speak to Paul Who's a Hearts fan In Stirling Hi Paul Hiya Go on then Paul Give us it I can actually give you The the exact time If you want that Go on then It was The 19th of May And it was at Two minutes past four uh, in 2012 And that was when Danny Granger uh, scored, a pe- scored the penalty 
and put a Stephen up against Hibs. And then two minutes later, Ryan McGowan scored and made it uh, 4-1. And I was with my dad, who started off as a jambo, and I can remember looking at him and saying, we'll need to beat Man United in the Champions League to top this. <laughs> and for the next 40 minutes, we just kind of sang our heart out. So that was my favourite two I minutes of the day. I love that, Roger, because I, I love the, how specific it is because the game finished 5-1, but Paul's remember when it went 3-1. Yeah. Oh, that's the moment. 3-1, then 4-1, the then 5-1. That was at the game, Gordon. Yeah, and it, so was was one, it was one of those <laughs> games when it went to 5-1, you actually wondered if you were going to see history If this was going to go to 6 or 7 or 8 Because Hibs were gone completely Hearts were totally dominant As Paul will, will tell you And it was one of those I know, you know, people were lucky that day Yeah, I mean people still talk They still do that yeah. Sign up 5-1 Sign Hearts fans all around the world um, All it, the time it, it could have been even more Yep, bad, Roger. Fans know that, mate. <laughs> uh, and Gordon, the, the thing is as well, like I say, this is this is personal. This, we can't tell people. <laughs> it's, it's a personal thing. And Paul was there with his dad, the, the man who started him off as a Hearts fan. You're there at Hamden. It's Australia, so he couldn't be there, so it was good. They ah, cannot be standing Could he sell dad. a Hearts fan? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> couldn't beat that, Gordon. That's like I say, it's it's a personal thing. There is no right or wrong, but that's a. That's a cracker to get us up and running. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, to share a moment like that with your father who introduced you to being a Hearts fan and knowing the exact time as well, Gordon. So it just shows you, after all these years, it's still in his memory, still there for Paul. It's only seven years ago. It's not that long. Oh, I listen, I don't remember seven minutes ago. Never mind seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Paul, sorry to bring you crashing back down to earth at a time like this, but... Maybe the way things are at the moment That's why you're remembering the, the fond memories Well It's easy I always say It's easy to be a Celtic or a Rangers fan Because you've always got something to cheer about Being a Hearts fan A Motherwell fan An Aberdeen fan A Hibs fan You cherish the kind of moment So that's You make the most of it it's, it's really good Because you know that Two seasons down the line You ah. could go on your knees well, Paul, Paul, maybe you'll have another one next year Just sitting there in the championship Looking and thinking <laughs> oh, I remember Paul, when we were can't at believe he's doing that to no you chance. <laughs> No chance of the half being in the championship next year <laughs> Oh, you have a lot of work to do, Paul Brilliant, thank you very much That was Paul instilling Looking for your footballing moment of the decade Specific Let's get as specific uh, As we can And I told you It could be personal Paul McNeil's been in touch He says his footballing moment Of the decade Was winning uh, The SAFL League With Paisley FC Not only to win it With fantastic people But the joy it brought To old Charlie Who had volunteered At the club For years and years and You might remember Paul joined us In the studio Around this time last year In his role um, As head of community development For the Scottish FA You may remember Paul McNeil Came in the, the studio So like I say Roger There we go We've got a bit of and it, Amateur football it's been highlights It's a strange decade Because it has finished With Celtic's treble treble But during the decade Paul touched on There's been a lot of Other clubs Have had silverware Hearts have won the Scottish Cup Hibs have won the Scottish Cup You touched on it Dundee United started you know, They won the Scottish Cup Aberdeen have won a League Cup Inverness have won a Scottish Cup St Mirren and Kilmarnock Have won League Cups So the silverware If you look back across The decade has been well shared out So let's hear from some of you know Kilmarnock fans St Mirren fans Let, Let's hear your Memories of those successes In the last decade Couldn't agree more The more obscure the better The ones we haven't heard of The ones we don't know about That's that's what we're here for Roger kicked us off And it was amazing But we, we know that Lee Griffiths free kick Was a big moment What about the ones That mean something to you 0141-951-1025 Brian's in Moss Park What stands out As a, a sort of single moment From the decade Brian? 
Look, I think it's, I don't want to seem a blase, but obviously Celtic's treble, treble. No, we can only beat what's put in front of us, but I think that was sort of class. It's like never been done before, and maybe it'll never be done again. I'd also like to give a wee word speak about Sunday's game, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just elaborate on the first point, though, Brian. If we're talking about one moment then, would, would that be when you know when the, when the treble, treble, when that was, was clinched, when the, when the goal goes in against Hearts at Hamden, or, or when the trophy goes up? What's the, the bit that you'll remember? I think Rodgick's goal in the Scottish Cup, I think that was always an extra time. That was something that, like, it was like, it was an extra time game for the second, I think, as far as I remember, it was the second treble, I think. And that, that was like, yeah, that was in the balance, the game against Aberdeen. I think that was something that sort of stuck out. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we've had a few tweets in about that one, Roger. And again, yeah, if you're and if you're talking about drama, I know not Celtic. This means more to Celtic fans than everyone else. But if you're talking about drama, Mick tweets in and he says uh, the lightning strike has Tom Rogic scored the injury yeah. time winner uh, to seal the treble. Yeah, yeah, listen, that was a big one. We, we've got. I'm not actually sure if they're online yet. We've been asked, but it's Scottish Sun for our team of the decade if you like and well it, we it, might just it, do that on the show it's, in it's the new limited. year it's, it's, it's actually quite a clever way of doing it because the guys behind it are limiting you to three players from any specific team so mm-hmm. you, you know you can't just fill it with all of the obvious candidates they've also asked for a manager of the decade and I, I actually chose Brendan Rodgers simply for the reason that he won every trophy he contested you know he's only there for is it three three and a bit seasons he won everything he could win That was why I chose him As the manager of the decade To manage this team But um, I love all these You know things Pick the team Pick the manager Etc etc Because mm. it sparks So much debate And so many conversations yeah. Gordon hates it Because he doesn't really know What a decade is <laughs> I, So he can, uh, he's <laughs> struggling To get a grasp of it One rule I never look back the way Always look forward <laughs> That's why you reversed Into that post And, and, and the, the amazing thing <laughs> The amazing thing I was only married once In that decade <laughs> He's actually got a new um, He's got a new job Yeah I don't know if he's told you about this But I was at a family wedding Over the weekend Roger That's why I wasn't here On, mm-hmm. on last night's show um, And I, I found out Once I got there That he was actually Dog sitting On behalf of A member of my family Him. The dog whisperer The dog whisperer The elder <laughs> called yeah. And I'm being deadly serious about this Roger, uh-huh. I had to go up this morning, right? How do you, how do you walk out with this bad hip? No, I had, a, oh, I had a nightmare I had the two of them There are two of them And they're wee things, right? <laughs> Charlie and Mick, whatever their names are <laughs> And I swear I had them going round And they were running away from me Because obviously I'm a straight And I'm thinking I'm going to lose these two wee things I'll never get them back And I had to go down this morning 7.20 in the morning Freezing cold Scrape the car Go down, let the wee dogs out, looked after. Not all heroes wear capes. Right, Brian, um, what else is on your mind? It was obviously the old Old Firm game, I think. On a par, I'd say there's only sort of three Rangers players that sort of are as good as Celtic players. Man for man was as McGregor, probably, um, Kent as well. And obviously, Morelos, I know he's touchy with the Celtic fans, but he's a great player. And I just think it's like Rangers seem to have, Stevie Gerard seem to have got the edge on us just now. And it's the last two games I've watched this. What about Davis, worrying? Brian? What about Davis? Does he not come in that category? Uh, he, he, he had a great game. I think he, he certainly had a great game. And Scott Brown's been off the boil for the last month or so as well. Where's it going? So, well, and I know it is just two games, Brian, so I don't mean to load that with sort of over the top language. Where has it gone so wrong in the last two games then? If you feel only three players are, are, are better than the Celtic players, yet the Rangers team performance has been so, so much better than Celtic's? I think Rangers certainly dominated midfield. I mean, I've never seen Tristan so poor a game ever, even each time at Aberdeen. I think the Rangers dominate. I was asking to watch these games and seem to think the Rangers want it more than us. And also, Edward, one, one watch them, I don't think he's fully fit, and they're certainly lacking up, up top big time. We need, we need somebody in there 
And I say Brown's the wee bit of a he's sort of faded away again. See, I know he's been he's been class for years, but he's just he's faded the last couple of months. See be fair see be fair, Brian. I, I've got to say that watching the game, especially first half, Scott Brown was the only one I really gave pass marks to. I really I, I thought Scott Brown had an impossible task at the weekend because he was overrun the middle of the park. Because Celtic played with two wide guys. They had Brown McGregor in there. Christie was all over the place. Rangers had a solid midfield. And Scott Brown was all over the place trying to cover it. I, I would give him pass marks, but I thought Rangers tactically was brilliant. Brian, thank you very much for your call. Keep your footballing moment of the decade coming. You've got 10 Action-packed years to choose from It could be something big Something small Something personal to you Something we've maybe never even heard of Ideally that's what we're looking for So give us your own personal footballing moment Of the decade 01419511025 And we'll give the guys a full-time teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com your footballing moment of the decade With Roger Hanna and Gordon Deal That's what we're trying to do between now and 8 o'clock We've got a few other things we need to get up and running though One of them being the full-time teaser I can just say this about everything we do The final full-time teaser of the decade uh, Adds a bit more importance to it um, Kind of This one's been sent in specifically for you two tonight We know we always give the most difficult ones on a Tuesday Burns or Smith? Smith Yep and Smith is on Full time at Clyde1.com We need to reload We've got another decade of these coming up soon So get your questions in Full time at Clyde1.com Actually not as hard as some you've had I don't think Since 2008 10 men who've previously played for Celtic and Rangers Have been in temporary charge Of a side in England's top two divisions Can you name them? So since 2008 10 men who've previously played for Celtic or Rangers Have been in temporary charge of a side in England's top two oh, divisions Temporary? That's right, temporary, one, yes One of them Davy Moyes? One of them is not Davy Moyes No, no. Uh, Paul Lambert? No um, Roy Keane? No Oh, this is good I'd... Oh, Freddie got... Lundberg? Yes I was going to say Duncan Ferguson But he's not yeah, one Yeah Is he, is he Why one? would he not be one? Because I, I sort of uh, I like to build it up no, A little no. bit going I really, oh, like, I really want to see your oh. thinking here Why would he not be one? Uh, okay <laughs> I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going Duncan Ferguson Lock me in He's literally been In the last couple of weeks Yes Duncan Ferguson Yes Gordon Any more at the moment? Kevin McDonald Brilliant Well done That's a really good shout Kevin McDonald. Um, twice I think for Aston Villa Okay we'll leave it there So we're looking for 10 men Since 2008 10 men have previously played for Celtic or Rangers Have been in temporary charge of a side In England's top two divisions Guys like Freddie Yunberg Duncan Ferguson from this season And Kevin McDonald um, He did it last season I think it was um, And by the way Was he not only on loan to Rangers from Liverpool yeah, Back in the late like 80s what, what about, so That's a great shout what? I'll go on then one more was Alec Miller ever in charge of no, Liverpool? No, 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 no. All right, we've got three at the moment. That's fine. We're looking for your footballing moment of the decade, your personal suggestion. <coughs> Get them into us. Uh, Chris Harrison says, best moment taking my son, who's autistic, to the Rangers games from the age of nine. It actually allows him to shout in a socially acceptable way and express himself. Like I said, Roger, you, you can't 
You can't beat that You've got the glory no. of, of trophies And winning goals And all the rest of it But sometimes the, the personal touch Means it's more than anything The memories aren't always tied into Lifting silverware Or winning leagues The personal memories It's what's important for you What's memorable for you personally um, What else have we got on Twitter Stephen is another one Who's gone Tom Rogic He says The first and likely Only undefeated treble Easily My favourite moment of the decade And I love this one Roger Partly because I was there um, Well I was there for, for half of it If you like The tooth Mark Rocks is on He says the 2014 playoff Aki's against Hibs mm-hmm. Smug Terry Butcher Gives the interview oh. After Hibs win 2-0 at Aki's Thinking they've won already 2-0 at Easter Road Jason Scotland goal Three minutes into injury time The Aki's winning 4-3 on pens Glorious Says Mark Was that not the first year as well That we introduced the playoffs Yeah when the playoffs came back Yeah it was the first year back and Of it, the playoffs It, it, it could was, barely have been more dramatic It was incredible Jason Cummings I think Had scored the second goal Might have got both goals for Hibs At Hamilton um, Terrific left foot finish And I think everyone thought You know Call her you know, Twitter there saying Terry Butcher smug I think everyone associated with Hibs Was Absolutely certain that they'd saved themselves And if you remember They were top six until the final game before the split Somehow managed mm-hmm. to contrive to finish the bottom six Didn't win a game Finished 11th and lost the playoff in penalty I was there at the Aki's Gordon so And I remember Jason Cummings scoring I then flew to San Francisco the very next nah, morning I went back You weren't were on the different. flight It was a bit, bit different um, yeah. I was And the bus. then remember with dodgy Wi-Fi Trying to keep up with the penalties in the reception So truly one of those moments From the decade Where you remember exactly Where you were That's mm. that's how dramatic it was Yeah I was at the game Gordon And I remember Terry Butcher As a student Watched him from the stands And I remember Going over to Hib support And they were convinced 100% That they had the victory In the bag And well done to Hamill Nackies They were brilliant At Easter Road I've got can, to say can, can, I just, can I just check But Please tell me It wasn't the current Mrs Duncan You were in San Francisco with And you are sitting Trying to keep up In the Hamilton Nackies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a keeper Clearly Yeah <laughs> I don't know Anyway uh, Moving swiftly on Before we have to discuss that Any further Alex is in Lanzarote Of all places Not a bad place To bring in the bells Alex How you doing guys Alright Yeah Hi, Alex. Uh, Personally my Best one of the decade Nobody's mentioned it yet I don't know It's Celtic being Barcelona Of course That's for me Top 7 Again Roger I think Alex has Picked an absolute cracker Out there Yeah Just I noticed Celtic Congratulating Tony Watt On Sunday before the old fun game I think it was Tony Watt's birthday On Sunday there It's a game that uh, He will always be linked with A bit like David Marshall's performance Many years earlier In the new camp In the nil-nil game There are just some games Where one player is always going to be linked to that individual game And I think for Tony It will be that when Victor Wanyama scored the first didn't he Fraser Foster had an outstanding performance Messi got one at the end But Barcelona couldn't get the equaliser It's an iconic game for Celtic Do you remember where you were Alex? Did, were you at the game or do you remember where you watched it? I was at the game Yeah, yeah I was at the game What was yeah. that like? It was nerve wracking You know <laughs> having 12% possession And still beating one of the best club sides I've ever Amazing I mean that, that is the thing Gordon Because I said you know They can be big or small it, it can be personal But that's a result That that sends shockwaves Across the footballing world So that's You know that yeah. Is understandably in there Yeah and it's incredible That you know The fact that Tony Watt How long has he been away From Celtic And Celtic Congratulate him on his birthday 
I never, I've never had that from Rangers or Manchester City, Gordon. I'm disappointed. It's funny that. that. Did they send a card to any of the weddings? Uh, not Man City used to send me uh-huh. a card, a Christmas card, but that seems to have stopped. So I need to have a word with some down there. Uh, but no, it was a fantastic night. The atmosphere, everything about it. I can re- actually remember a goal. It's a long ball over the top, and mm-hmm. it Tony Watts on it, and the place just absolutely erupted. The great memories of your Celtic fan, and especially for someone like Tony Watt. Final word to you, Alex. Still with us, Alex? I think that's a no. I think the the signal from Lanzarote's got the better of us, but that's not a bad place to bring in the bells, is it? You take that? Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, I hope you have a good night in Lanzarote, Alex. It's 01419511025. Let's just keep going because we've got loads of these coming in. Um Samuel is in Scotston. Hi, Samuel. Uh, hiya. How are you? I'm not too bad, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you very much What stands out then, if you could pick one moment from the, so, the footballing decade I'm actually a Rangers fan, but my dad is a Hearts fan And I took him to the Hearts-Liverpool game Right At Liverpool um, And that was one of my favourite moments When Hearts um, scored, when it was David Templeton <sighs> um, The 1-1 draw I remember it well And is that, beca- is that because of the, the sort of family connection there Sam You've seen what it, what it meant to your dad Even though you're a Rangers fan He's a Hearts fan Is that what makes it stand out above everything else? Yeah um, And also because the stadium was unbelievable um, I really, really enjoyed Liverpool um, It just stood out And plus Hearts had a really good team back then Mm. Yeah I've got um, to say Samuel It's uh, Anfield's a fantastic place to play I don't know if you've ever played there But um, <laughs> Listen to him He's relentless Even as the decade yeah, comes yeah, back yeah. He has to sneak one last <laughs> one in to, to be fair What uh, kind of crowd did reserve games uh, at Anfield uh, uh, get? Uh, you just beat me to the punchline Well done uh, There weren't a big crowd there that day But I was outstanding well, It was a Monday afternoon What do you expect? <laughs> Still I start turned up with my boots and got a game um, Roger, I don't know, if, was that one that your newspaper line of work took you to? or No, I wasn't no? at that game uh, John McGlynn I think was Hearts manager uh, Down there, lost at Tynecastle And then it was a terrific goal by David Templeton one, Again, one that he'll never forget Probably the highlight of his Hearts career It was, um, oh I feel it Now, it's fresh my memory here It was Brendan Rodgers, the Liverpool manager Samuel, Samuel, do you remember? Sorry. I uh, believe so. Yeah, is that not is that not the return game that um, when Liverpool came to Tynecastle, Sterling was absolutely outstanding. He just sort of burst on the scene then. Sorry to put a cynical uh, view on this one, but does that not also show you how much things can change in a decade? Hearts against Liverpool in the Europa League. Hearts doing all right. David Templeton scoring. Liverpool have kicked on to be, to say the least, mm. <laughs> champions, champions of, of the, the world. world, Europe. Um, probably the English Premier League this yeah, season. Certainly English Premier League. And I think the Hearts fans are looking for an upturn. Safe to say in 2020. I think that's an understatement. Yeah, five points adrift at the bottom of the table at the midwinter break. Daniel Stendel has a big job ahead of him, Gordon. And from the champions of the world to Twitter, Scott Mitchell says Demetrius Froxilius' goal against TNS to send Dumbarton into the final of the Iron Brew Cup in 2018. They all count. They do. I told you. There was no right or wrong suggestion on your footballing moment of the decade. That wasn't the day Daz got locked in at Dumbarton, was it? No, oh. I don't think so. I think that's what happened to my hip. Try to climb that fence. Gary Houston <laughs> uh, says Jozo Suminovich's goal against... 
Uh, he says, sorry, Suminovic's goal at Celtic Park in the 67th minute. The Billy McNeil element played a huge part, made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and I've never felt a moment like it in football before. Says Gary Houston Absolutely loving these By the way yes. We're talking about Specific moments And Graham says The biggest moment Was Rangers appointment Of Gerrard He then goes on You know Taking us through Round one of the Europa League To group stages Two years later Now into the last 32 That's the bigger picture But, but Graham's possibly right Roger The moment The announcement And it's similar to, to Maybe Brendan Rogers When you get an appointment Of that size And tens of thousands Of your fans Turn up outside And then it's You know UK wide media Maybe even worldwide media Turning up Those are moments That will stand out From yeah, our footballing it's, decade It's it's the things That stand out for you As we say It doesn't need to be The winning goal In a cup final The moment the trophies Lifted up by your captain It can be things like that It can be The moments that inspire you The moments that fill you With renewed hope And optimism mm. For a, a better future What about from, you know, from your perspective With your Scottish son hat on When, when that Press release Drops Stephen Gerrard Is the new Rangers manager Or any, any other uh, appointment of that that level of profile? You're rubbing your hands at that point? or Well, at that stage, we're, we're saying we told you so because I think one of my colleagues, Andy Devlin, had written it in the newspaper the day before and he had taken um, a mixed reception, I think we'll say, from, from social media and others. So it was very much a we told you so moment. But it, but it does. When, when the big names, when Stephen Gerrard arrives, when Brendan Rodgers arrives, when Neil Lennon comes by, it's the big characters that we... Need in Scottish football And that we want to see in Scottish football uh, It raises the profile of the game It raises the profile of their clubs And it gives us what we've got just now Gordon Which is renewed optimism For a title race Going into the second half of the season After so many processions really For Celtic in the last few seasons Don't have to be Well I mean we were looking for football But I don't mind something a bit different Because Lord Baltimore he says He was at the Arthur Ash Court in Flushing Meadows, New York Djokovic beat Federer Three sets to one Sensational atmosphere And my son took me for my birthday It's not a bad birthday gift that, oh, is it? It's not bad at all You were talking before about Andy Murray winning Wimbledon For the first time in this decade <coughs> Yeah, I'm a big big Andy Murray fan Especially after meeting his brother, Jamie um, They're obviously fan. I'm a big fan of them They're a fan of me You know what I mean? Obviously fighting over a card at Christmas Was my highlight uh, speaking to Jamie Murray And I watched the Andy Murray uh, documentary And, and now you're getting the same hip treatment Yeah well, it's, it's, <coughs> You just can't separate the, the DLs bit, and the Murrays bit, at the moment A little bit different from what Andy's getting But uh, I just You know Absolutely What a and, sportsman uh, he is And you're both unable to take part in the Aussie Open this year Yeah we're struggling yeah, uh, True so we'll uh, John's and Paisley What's your standout moment John? Um, well I'm a Rangers fan uh, And there's not been that many through the decade, Celtic's had a few with Barcelona and Man City and stuff. Well, I think best feeling would be Rangers beating Celtic in penalties in the semi cup final. Ah, of course, that was the the, the Ronnie Dyler's last stand, or not yeah, quite, but you, you get you get what I mean. Um, definitely with the manager, I know, but it was definitely the best feeling of the decade because we've Rangers as fans not had many. Yeah, what, so, what what was the defining moment again, John? Remind me who scored the winning penalty, or was it Tom Rogic's <sighs> miss? Tom Rogic's miss. I think Gary on Zellerlem scored for I Rangers. I, I, I don't know. I was good on it. I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Roger Rogic looked like he slipped. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Zellerlem scored Rangers last yeah. penalty, and it was and then, down. Rogic needed to score to keep it going. I think it went to five four penalty. I think that was final score, but definitely, definitely the best feeling was because we'd never been up in our shoe. Celtic before, so definitely the best feeling. I mean, Gerard coming to the club was great, but 
not, not as good as that And that's what that's sort of what we were hoping to achieve, Gordon, when we asked the question. It's, it's about moment. Because I think everybody knows what happens next. Rangers don't manage to go on and win the Scottish Cup. And Hibs do, and Hibs write their own best moment of the decade. Yeah, and there. Celtic get the kick up the backside, and they appoint Brendan Rodgers, and, and that kickstarts a period of unprecedented success for them. But just in the moment, John's talking about when that penalty goes over the bar, place erupted. Well, yeah. half of it. <coughs> As you say, Gordon, fans will have their memories, whether it's with going with their their parents, their children, you know, special games. The the, the lad, the, the, the hearts with his dad, even knows the exact time. Uh, it's amazing how important football is to a lot of people in this country. And it's great because everyone's so specific when you don't, you don't remember anything. So nah, it's, I, no, no, I don't. I sort of leave the past behind, Gordon, and just forward on. <laughs> Thank you very much to John and Paisley Another good suggestion We are on the teaser as well And we're looking for Since 2008 10 men who've previously played for Celtic or Rangers Have been in temporary charge Of a side in England's top two leagues So you've got guys like Duncan Ferguson Played for Rangers Temporary charge of Everton Freddie Yunberg, Celtic and Arsenal Kevin McDonald Rangers and Villa Was Stuart McCall one? No What about Colin Hendry at Blackburn? No Joey Barton? No I hope this is right and Das isn't shouting it. Billy Davis? No. Did Gary Caldwell have temporary chance of Wigan before he got the job? He did not. Some of these are really tough. Really tough, yeah. Uh, one of thought Alan Thompson? No. No. I'll just nudge you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Three of them. Let's make it a bit simpler. One of them is a manager in the SPFL at the moment. Hmm. What if I told you one of them was a manager in Scotland But just not quite in the SPFL And another one is Employed by the Scottish FA Steve Clark. No No <laughs> Derek McInnes one No Scott Gemmell No Ricky Sprager No You're kind of You're almost Along the right lines Malky McKay Malky McKay Well done Oh. At Watford uh, what, what were those other clues One's in the SPFL mm-hmm. and, and one isn't quite He's in Scotland As a as a manager But not in the SPFL uh, not, in not in the SPFL at all Not in the top 42 Not in the top 42 Played played with Celtic Rangers Right let's You, you keep talking I'll go through them. So was Barry Ferguson In charge of Blackpool Yes Oh yeah There we go One, two, three, four Five to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here into the final stretch on tonight's show on this year, on this decade. We're nearly done and we're looking for your footballing moment of the decade. We've had some brilliant suggestions, the well known ones, the Lee Griffiths, the Tom Rogic. We've had Stephen Gerrard being appointed at Rangers. Uh, we've had the more personal ones, going to games with, with your dad, with your son. Uh, amateur football highlights, we've had the lot. So keep them coming between now and the end of the show. Your specific moment that stands out for you above all else during the decade. A great trip down memory lane to finish us off. What about the teaser though? On tonight's question, we are looking for, since 2008, 10 men who've previously played for Celtic or Rangers and have been in temporary charge of a side in England's top two divisions Guys like Barry Ferguson Duncan Ferguson Freddie Yunberg, Kevin McDonald Malky Mackay Peter Grant Brilliant Fulham and Celtic 
him running out. John Collins didn't have a spell at Fulham, no. did he? No. Stubbs? Mm, no. By no. the way, the last four are absolute, absolute crackers. Like Mowbray? Um, no. Worth bearing in mind though that so this the two thousand and eight part is They've been managers yes. since 2008 They so would have played previously their, their playing career with Celtic or Rangers Could have been way back Many, many years Oh no Exactly Just trying, It's just a pity we didn't have somebody in the panel tonight Who like, played with one of the old firm way back I know, in the, I know It's late 70s and early 80s That would have been handy Well I'll tell you what One of these guys even seriously predates Gordon What? His, yeah yeah, he does, and not at that club either. Silence to finish. Wow! Oh, he's smudger's got me tonight. Uh, Scott Mitchell's on for moment of the decade. The only problem is that was that was we're in the wrong decade. Scott, he's got is that, <laughs> Scott, is that gone? Scott, Scott, in that picture. That's that's with that. <laughs> Scott's gone helicopter Sunday. That was. That was the previous decade, Scott. It just seems like it was only yesterday. Uh, so we're, yes. we're getting a bit, we're getting a bit lost in the time frame in that sure, one. Wasn't a highlight. Surely it has to be aircraft Monday when Daz went out the plane. Oh, absolutely! The skydive. Oh. Uh, would that that must be up there? I mean, the birth of your granddaughter. Well, it had to be up there, otherwise yeah, it yeah, yeah, come very out. good. The birth of your granddaughter. Fine. That's, yeah, that's but, the top. Yes. Skydive must be second. Skydive was incredible. Yeah. And it was for a good. <laughs> I, I, if it wasn't for cash for kids, there was no chance in the world that I ever attempted that. That and beating me at the lucky break. Oh, he were easy. You and Big Squeegee. <laughs> it was incredible for me watching it, believe me. Oh, what yeah. a day that was. Anyway, let's finish off. Laurie and Dennison, what was your moment of the decade? Uh, Celtic's invincible season, a personality of the decade, Brendan Rogers. Uh, Brendan Rogers had been a big game hunter. His domination of Rangers was such that he could have uh, hired a taxidermist and had Rangers stuffed and mounted on his wall as trophies. Uh, the other thing that I would like to see is I listened to Tommy from Doncaster earlier on extolling the virtues of Alfredo Morelos. Uh, that Alfredo Morelos is a prolific goal scorer is beyond any shadow of a doubt. However, in closer examination, he feasts on inferior opposition in the same fashion that a scavenger depends on carrying and roadkill in order to survive A real wildlife theme to Laurie's call tonight Roger um, Would you consider the Laurie Porto And teams like that an inferior opposition Because he does not bad against them the, the goals he scored I think Most of the goals he scored in Europe uh, Were against teams From obscure Balkan republics uh, and but he, has, he has still scored Against the other teams as well though Of course he scored more in the qualifiers because the level of difficulty does does increase, but surely he can't take away his goals. Is he not the top scorer in the group stages, Laurie? He's a prolific goal scorer. However, what I would say is that uh, Odson Edouard, our centre forward, eventually uh, will head south. I would suggest probably for forty or fifty million pounds. Uh, that's his pedigree. Forty he, or fifty million? I think so. I, I think he's got uh, a lot more. Uh, uh, strings to his bow. Uh, Alfredo Morelos, I think, would probably attract interest for sides in the lower half of the Premier Ship in England uh, or maybe the Championship. That would be his level. I'll be, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I don't think, because we, we really are at that stage, let's not finish the decade arguing about Morelos versus Edward because that we'll, we've done it a million times, we'll do it again. What about Laurie's first point? How big a moment for the decade was Brendan Rodgers' arrival at Celtic? 
Yeah, it was huge. But, and listen, one of the callers, one of the last callers there spoke about Rangers winning in penalties against Celtic. That finished Ronnie Dyla and convinced the Celtic board that they needed a top quality manager because they were afraid Rangers were catching up with them. They appointed Rodgers and gave Rodgers the finance and he took Celtic away from Rangers again. But since Stephen Gerrard's been at Rangers in the last 18 months, the gap is mm. closing um, and it's closing without Morelos yet scoring against Celtic. Imagine what it'll be like when Morelos does start scoring against Celtic. I never Celtic. say never if Edward goes for 40, 50 million and must have some size of a bow. Size of a what? Bow. To wrap him up. Oh right, okay um, yeah, That one passed me by completely Again Gordon, these were all personal There was no right or wrong answer mm. But if you were to look from the outside And talk about impact on the Scottish game Over that period, 2010 to now Yeah, you'd have to put Brendan Rodgers' appointment Right 100%, up there, wouldn't you? 100%, 100% I.e. that's why I think Rangers responded With uh, the quality of the player of Steven Gerrard Hoping that he was going to take that into management And so far the Rangers fans are absolutely delighted But yes Brendan Rodgers to come to our league and achieve what he achieved and the style of football and the players was absolutely brilliant for Celtic and Scottish football. Laurie, the final caller of the decade. Thank you very Happy much New to Laurie, year, Laurie and Denison. Happy New Year when it comes. And what else have we got here on Twitter? Let's see if we've got uh, any more moments that stand out for you across the piece. Just lots of... Um, well wishes, shall we say, to Laurie um, As he brings in the new year That's all I can really see on Twitter we've, at the we've, moment we've, we've got out with a high That must be the first call of the decade Where the words taxidermist, scavenger <laughs> and roadkill oh, Absolutely All that I mentioned Absolutely Stephen Mick is on He's gone for Louis Moult's lob At Hamden oh, against beautiful. Rangers In the League Cup semi-final Tremendous beautiful. Says Stephen You going I, along with that? I was there, Gordon I watched it. It was ball absolute. took an eternity in the yeah. air, didn't it? It seemed yeah, that terrific way. Terrific bit of skill. Great right. for a moral support. We're almost there. Quickly on the teaser, what have you got? Billy McNeil, by any chance? Nope. Aston Villa? Not nope. going to need to round these off, so might need to clues. just start going with clues. Um, right, you've got one who played for Rangers and was temporary in charge of Chelsea. Played for Rangers? Chelsea have had so many managers. Also played for Hibs. Man United Oh Ray Wilkins well, this guy's had Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins Right uh, Rangers 87-88 And then Bolton Temporary charge a few times In the 2012-16-19 Really tough I've no idea Cl- uh, Initials JP Jimmy Phillips Putting you out your oh, misery Because right I want to get this wrapped right up Right Celtic in 99 He played for on loan From Southampton And he temporarily Took charge of Villa and Reading no Scott Marshall oh. And the last one Played for Celtic 1968 to 1970 And Charge of Southampton 2008 Initials G.G John Gorman Yes Well done oh. Great finish John Gorman And just like that Tonight's Super Scoreboard Comes to a close A year of Super Scoreboard Comes to a close And a decade Of Clyde One Super Scoreboard Comes to a close None of it would be possible Without your loyal listening So thank you very much Every single minute of it It's never taken for granted We'll be back in the new year Boogie's Hot Hogmanay Mix is up next Happy Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.